commence primary ignition. This is Star Wars. Look out! From Charlman's Cantina to Fetya's Hollow, I'm Greg Skondak, and you're listening to Core World News, your Star Wars newscast for in-depth coverage analysis of all the latest stories from around the galaxy. Now for your news segment rundown for August 16th, 2019. Newsnet headlines. Resistance recap. Kyber Crystal Comics Corner. But first... Variety of Deadline reports that Ewan McGregor has penned a deal to return to the Star Wars galaxy as Obi-Wan Kenobi for an eight-part event series on Disney+. Plus. Now for Ben, Grant, and Adam to discuss. Thank you very yep. much, Grex. Uh, hey. Hot news coming yeah. in. Remember two weeks ago when I said probably nothing's going to happen news-wise <laughs> because D23 is coming along? Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I was very, very, very wrong this week. <laughs> no, we're going to have a big uh, full news segment yeah. today because there's a bunch of random things parachuting in. Um, but this is the best one for sure. I mean, we've talked about this, yeah. uh, but how do you feel about actually getting a nice eight-parter with Obi-Wan? Uh, I can't wait. I, I mean, it's funny because I was on the gram yesterday just kind of updating and looking at stuff. And this kept kind of rolling through on some of the channels that I don't necessarily trust with stuff. Right. So I was almost going to text you guys, but I'm like, I don't want to get anyone's hope up. Hopes up, and then, then and it then it came everywhere. through Variety, and I'm like, once it's on Variety, it's it's confirmed, and I think they're referring to it as he's in negotiations, which for someone who has been a champion of Star Wars has talked about wanting yeah. to come back to Star Wars. He said he's wanted to do this forever. Negotiations are are not going to fall through. Yeah, yeah, he's always dreamed of playing, you know, older Obi Wan. I mean, he's spoken yeah. about that plenty of times during yeah. uh, his filming of the prequels. But um, and I don't know if you guys remember this, but there was there were rumors that Lucasfilm was moving forward with a, a film version of the Obi-Wan yeah. story with uh, Billy Elliot and Hours director yeah. Stephen Daldry. And that was about a year or so ago. Yeah, we right? covered that. Yeah. Do you remember what we said when we covered that? I think we pitched our version. Yeah. We <laughs> would prefer we prefer it as a series. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah. We, I remember we all came down on that that end yeah. of saying, like, that's great, but we need more than just two hours. And it'd be great to have this this eight, this miniseries. I mean, we had even said probably right. eight to 12 episodes. Like, we wanted this. More proof that Lucasfilm's listening. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I think a lot, a lot of people were thinking, you know, we, yeah. we need that time with Obi-Wan to really I don't care about a lot to of explore people. kind of his, what, <laughs> his cerebral thoughts, explore. You know, he, he's obviously probably meditating a, a lot on that planet. Yeah. Um, and he's come across a few different obstacles, not just one. You know, I mean, there should be a, there's a that's a harsh planet, that's a harsh yeah. world. Yeah, so, and just the the blatant flat facts that um, Ewan McGregor is amazing. He was the best part of the sequels uh, or the prequels. Yeah, um, and and he wants to do it. Like yeah. it's just it's there and all. Like if you could get him, and then it just seemed like all the signs are starting to point towards this, like where he was in far, I mean, he did an amazing job in Fargo this yeah. past season. Like he's, he's yeah. so he's, he's dipped his toe into television and then, you know, it's yeah. just the timing where it was with Lucas. But he also has a couple of like major films coming out in the next few months. He's yeah. in, the, he's in Dr. Busy. Sleep, which is the yeah. uh, sequel to uh, The Shining. The Shining, yeah. Uh, really a fun book, by the way, if you ever read it. I actually really enjoyed it and was not expecting oh. to at all. Um, and then he's in something else and I, I dropped out of my mind. But so he's clearly like, he's still, uh, you know, drawn in the big, you know, theater dollars, but is loves TV. I mean, I think Fargo probably, like you said, was the yeah. one where he said, this is interesting world to play around in. Yeah, it's just long form. It's just more of yeah. it, in a, you know, and you can, yeah, you're just well, telling a longer story. I'm just saying to be able to have room for side plots, right? Like mm-hmm. we kind of texted a bit back and forth yeah. about this, about it needs this overarching story that has some kind of meaning and, and danger and, and importance. But then can we get a story where he's fighting a great dragon? Can we get a story when he's dealing with bounty hunters? Can we get these side stories yeah. that are going on? Yeah. 
Yeah, and it kind of needs that compelling kind of log line uh, that, that Rogue One had, where it's, you know, it's dealing with plans of the Death Star. This has to be almost, you know, a detective inspector searching for Force sensitives and that first kind of foray on Tatooine and trying to search for that that uh, that child, you know, right. of any mm-hmm. kind. You know, and I feel like that, that might be the log line that's needed. To yeah. Care. But we obviously want him to fight Krayt Dragons. We want him to yeah. come across smugglers. We want him to go into cantinas, you know. A series gives us that room, yeah. which is awesome. Yeah. yeah, it will be interesting to see what the sort of the major plot point yeah, is. Because yeah. I mean, the way you're describing it, Grant, I mean, it's almost as if he's a he's a secondary character. Like the primary protagonist could be this inspector. Like it could be, you know, we're following through yeah. someone else's eyes, mm-hmm. which would which would be okay because if the identity of this hermit is the, right. the quintessential mystery of the piece, it, it makes perfect sense to call it Obi Wan Kenobi or right. Kenobi, Kenobi. You know yeah. what I mean? It's, I mean, yeah. 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 Sorry, I was gonna say that's that's how it would work, like a good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah, because it's like we all know who Clint Eastwood is. Right. Yeah. Like we all know he's like you, you don't mess with Clint Eastwood, right? right. It's like well, you all we all know you don't mess with Obi Wan Kenobi, so you don't mm. even need to do yeah. any background on his character. He's just there doing right. like as an impending presence even when he's doing nothing. And it looks like we got a lot of shady crime lords and uh, bounty hunters in The Mandalorian that we can explore mm. new territory with yep. character. I think there's, there's new characters we can get into. You want him to do a lot, but you don't want him to do too much, right? Because right. we've also been kind of promised that Obi-Wan had to keep a low profile. It was yeah. simply there looking after Luke. So I really much, I really kind of see it as a story of him, you know, as Grant kind of mentioned, protecting Luke's existence and yeah. identity and that's his sole goal that seems it, like the highest stakes yes, right for I think the that story be, right and doing so in a way that even doesn't necessarily put him in the front lines of fighting these things he's almost trying mm-hmm. to manipulate or strategize with other yep. other people in the way and almost thinking of that um the the job of the hut story yeah from the age mm-hmm. of of where java was just kind of like getting all these other people to do his bidding and putting people in the way but he was really the mastermind behind this like i don't i don't see a lot of uh, obi-wan you know you know, taking down stormtroopers and stuff. Right. He's not going to be, yeah, this is like really, uh, yeah. I mean, and he's steeped in the knowledge of the Tuscan Raiders. So I wouldn't, I could see him using them as some sort of like proxy and, you know, uh, fighting force. Yeah. So we have like a couple of precedent volumes of him in this time period mm-hmm. already. One, which is canon and one, which isn't the one that isn't, is the Kenobi novel. Right. Um, which is very good. And mm-hmm. it was just, you know, again, it, it sort of reads like that. Sergio Leone piece. Um, the other was from a certain point of view, right? We got. That's right. The, uh, or is it? He it, communes with Bygone. It's the. Uh, no, it's, Master, well, it's called Master that's, Apprentice. The, all right, it's so Claudia, that's one Claudia of the ones. Grace. There's another one where he's. Maybe it's Rebels. No, where? What is the one I, where? There's two short stories. Owen is like Owen. Like you got to stop. Like he's helped save Luke once, and um, but Owen's like. Uh, I don't ever. Well, want I know to see he's featured in the Star Wars main run in the comics, but that could also be Legends at this point. Oh, yeah. you know what? That's what it was. It was that okay. comic. Remember, yep. they did that sort of side plot with it was like his his, his journal. journal entry. Yeah, yep. it was, it, and Luke I think was it was his journal. journal. Yeah, Luke's That's reading his journal in X Wing. Yeah, yeah. cuts to Tatooine. And yeah, right. He's protecting. But like, uh, like so. I mean, I think because it's it's a fine line, right? Luke mm-hmm. knows he exists, and he's clearly like Obi Wan's or Old Ben is top of mind for him. Yeah. But it's like it's like he hasn't thought of him in five years. Yes. So it's just sort of interesting if if you follow the you know certain point of view and then that comic book run, it's yeah. like he could have a lot to do in the beginning and then it's sort of like I like that thing where like Owen Lars is like mm-hmm. enough like you can't I don't want you in his life I don't want you yeah. corrupting him like it will live or die you need to let let him alone yeah and uh, I don't know that's just sort of yeah. that's sort of interesting I yeah. wonder if they'll build on that stuff canon canonically. 
So, yeah, I, I think that'd be awesome. I have a couple of, uh, I know we have a couple of kind of related questions surrounding this, but I have, I have one that's I kind of thinking of a little bit is, uh, one, less interesting, but, you know, D23 is next week. Right. So my guess is their plan is to get this signed before next week, and I wonder if we actually get to see Ian McGregor walk out on stage, oh. which will make me so happy to see him show up. And then Face is melting. Related to that, Hello there. Yeah, hello just there. like uh, Can you imagine? Has, that's exactly right. The whole room just <laughs> drops. Do you think this increases, decreases, or has no effect on the odds of us seeing Ewan McGregor in The Rise of Skywalker? Increases. Oh, I, I, I doubt he's in The Rise of Skywalker. Mm. But um, I think this is great for Lucasfilm and Star Wars as a brand. I think this is yeah. such a genius move. I think this is what the fans have wanted for a long time, and it's just... Call it fan service if you want, but this is a story that needs to be told, and I think it's it's such a smart move for for everyone to fall jump back mm. on the bandwagon. I'm gonna say increases, and I think I think this is very tactically them. I think something else is going on right now, and I don't know if they're doing reshoots. I don't know if they're shooting him or if something's about to come out about him being a nine, and so they yeah. leaked this to say, "Don't look over there, look over here." Here, right, right. And be like that. Yeah. That's kind of well. I have I'm some doing. I have some super tinfoily theories about how Obi Wan could You're be connect, wrong, connected cause... to Ray. I, we won't, yeah, we won't, we won't, I won't put the hat on now. But um, he was I, kidding. I think that was if so, they are so going to, if they are going to follow the the saga with an Obi Wan series, uh, it makes me think that we might get some connect connective tissue in that series that ties him to the Rise of Skywalker, or ties him to yeah. the sequel trilogy. And we always talk about him having a relationship with what's her name from Mandalore, but yeah, there Obi-Wan could be someone else desert planet for a lot of years. Who yeah. Might've been a very lonely man who was no longer necessarily feeling very connected to the right. teachings. What so, better cover than to have a family right? or at least a, a couple romantic you know, inclinations here road there. beef yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> Space yeah. beef. I don't know. So uh, with, it, with it now being a Disney <laughs> plus series and, and no mention of Stephen Daldry, the director who was originally attached to the project mm-hmm. in the, in the trades, could a new filmmaker be at the helm of this project? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I, would, I mean, it could be the same just as be. easily, but yeah. And so just for fun, like who who would you want to direct this series? Like who do you think would, would masterfully do this and, and capture the, the cerebral aspects that we all want to see where we're one's thinking, he's communing with Qui-Gon and all that kind of stuff. Like who, who would do a good job with that? So, uh, so I kind of backed my way through this by thinking of like what movie would I want this to look most like which is how I generally figure out directors because yeah. I'm, I'm not mm-hmm. good at thinking of like a director and then visualizing their style unless mm-hmm. it's J.J. Abrams who you know is Spielberg. you just see a lot of lights in your eyes Spielberg with lens flare um, yeah to be fair he's really dialed down the lens flare quite a bit um, it's but... one movie <laughs> one movie with a lens flare really it was a lot of lens yeah. flare and stuff. I should Trek. really put a war. That was course, a movie but... I was talking about. Yeah, that's what we're all talking about. Um, but so I thought of um, the remake of 310 to Yuma that came out mm. 10, 15 yeah. years ago. And and I am usually like, I love old westerns. I'm not, I sometimes get down on remakes, but that's one that I think was just outstanding and, and actually already superior than the original. And I would love it to look like a western, a shot like a western yeah. and a modern western. And I think... Um, that's James Mangold is the one who did that and, mm-hmm. I, and I thought that was him but I had the background into it because then I, the list of other things that James Mangold has done I would love to see it like Logan's an amazing mm-hmm. film yeah. and he's also really capable of making a movie or TV show look a lot more expensive than it actually is yeah. because the budget for Logan for this giant superhero movie right. was fairly low yeah. and mm-hmm. it looks amazing and right. so I like I think he has the ability to tell a really good story 
really artfully shoot it and also make it look really expensive. Yeah. I like yours better than mine. That's a, that's a really good one. Um, I was sort of, yeah, I don't know. I sort of flitted through a bunch, but arrived just on sort of a crazy, what if Christopher Nolan decided to do um, a TV series? Um, Because I just, you know, like his grittiness, um, what he could do there. Yeah. And we know, we know he loves Star Wars. Yeah. I was going to say, well, if you get Hans Zimmer to do the soundtrack, that would be, you know, I mean, it this is Star fun. Wars, right? Like, why yeah. not go for it? Let's get yeah. Zimmer and and um, and Nolan and do this thing right. That would be great. Yeah, and he, and he adores Star Wars. It was a huge influence yeah. for Inter- Interstellar yeah. and, and some of his projects. Yeah. So, and everyone's moving to TV now, right? Like, it's no longer this yeah. fear of shame. Like, I could imagine Christopher Nolan saying, "This is the project that I will bring me to." to right. He's kind of done everything you want on the big screen, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's he's made the small budget movie. He's made the superhero movie. He's done the you know summer blockbuster of his own. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's done plenty of original cool. stuff. What about long form? Like, why not play around with this? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be interesting. And he's really good with, like, you think of Inception, right? Like, yeah. he's really good with set pieces and mm-hmm. really good with, um, it sounds weird, but even exteriors. Like, like that, the snow scene is shot mm-hmm. so beautifully in that. And I can imagine him shooting yeah. in the desert and really making it look amazing. And, and he really started the the practical effects, like, renaissance. Yeah. You know, with those Batman films. Yeah, yeah. And, mm-hmm. um, and everyone sort of glommed on to that, too. So, and I mean, Star Wars is all about practical effects. Yeah. It's like, that's when it looks best, I think. Yeah. Um, with a you know at least a hybrid design, sure. And, yeah, he's, he's good at making internal com conflicts external. Like mm-hmm. he mm. does that in a lot of his films. I feel like mm. where someone has some sort of you know a, a cerebral issue, and then it's, it, it manifests in the real world yeah. or in their dreams or whatever, yeah. dreamscape or whatever. You know, it, he's really good at that, and I think that that could be an aspect that that could be interesting in Obi Wan. Yeah. Um. I I listed about three or four guys, but um. I think Sam Mendes right. would be great for this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of uh, cerebral dialogue, VO dialogue in American Beauty, and um, obviously Road to Perdition is a masterpiece. Yes. Um, Skyfall is gorgeous. Uh, I think Sam and Sam Mendes, I, I, he's he's really good at working, getting getting great performances out of actors. And I think that the one thing I really want out of this Obi-Wan film is I want Ewan McGregor at like, you know, 110%. Yeah. I just want to see Push a him. gorgeous, incredible performance. Well, I mean, that's I think Sam Mendes is amazing, right? Because he's able to do those really thoughtful introspective pieces i mean american beauty um uh, road to perdition there's a lot of quiet moments in that yeah i mean road to perdition is is like acting at its top notch like i still yeah. to this day i'm really frustrated that i mean i still i think that is tom hanks greatest oh, yeah. role ever i, think I, I agree movie. actually um he actually yeah. does something a little different and that movie that end of that movie makes me cry every time um but he can also do these amazing action pieces. I mean, like Skyfall is is probably the most artfully directed of yeah. any of the any of the That's my Bonds. And favorite so Bond of all time, actually. Yeah. I yeah. love That's that. Super, yeah. super pretty Bond. Yeah. yeah, I mean that fight behind that fight in front of the giant LCD screen. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, it's just amazing. Ugh. Yeah, it's yeah. gorgeous. I mean, it's like yeah, three movies. I love I love the the third act is just like yeah. this you know foggy beautiful mm-hmm. like. You know, Scottish Highlands, just like so made. Yeah, and, and I love, it's I love amazing to be able to elevate Home Alone. <laughs> well, I guess like, with the Rooster Brothers being featured on the most recent episode of the Star Wars show, that does make you think that they could be involved with a certain project. Sure. Yeah. And they just came off a Deadly Class. Sadly, got canceled. Yeah. But uh, yeah. it was uh, looked pretty high budget. It looked pretty beautiful. It did. I love that yeah. show. Really that was well a really done. fun ride. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if they want to get back into making a series, I think Obi Wan would be a great start for them. And they yeah. know how to they know how to get great performances out of established talent, yeah. as you saw in Endgame. I mean, they yeah. just do a great job of directing. I really don't love them. 
And I and I love what they did in Marvel. And maybe that's the issue I have is that yeah. my 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 N is very small, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they they have directed my favorite Marvel movies, right. but I'm having trouble seeing them scaled down. Right, but as an executive at Lucasfilm, and yeah. you see you bring John Favreau in. Yeah. You might want to bring in the Russo brothers next. That's you right. want to take yeah. all that talent from Marvel and bring them over to Lucasfilm. Yeah, yeah. And so you're then generating these mass yeah. you know, appeal, appeal, you know, films yeah. and, and series. But. Yeah, I mean, so we, they were they were involved in Deadly Class. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was great. I mean, that would be a version of scaled down. The dialogue in that is fantastic. Yeah, they do really good things, and that's one of the things I thought for this. It's like, just like you said, Grant, you you want to get as much you and Adam, you and McGregor yeah. as you can. And I think it's got to be someone who can, you need someone who can really yeah. command dialogue, you know, capture your attention with not a lot going yeah. on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All right, I'll come back around now. I'm suddenly back around. I'm thinking of um, <laughs> Civil War and that scene with in the bedroom, in Peter Parker's bedroom between Peter Parker and Tony Stark when they first meet mm. is mm. amazing. Like, yeah. I will watch that scene just to watch that scene because so much is not said in that in that scene. Like, yeah. you get across Peter Parker's losing his uncle with him ever having to tell the origin story yeah. again and right. you get that loss and that he just doesn't want to ever have like it, it's really done and there's really great well loss subtle. with obi-wan as well yeah it's, it's, yeah. it's more yeah. loss storytelling yeah and, uh, they do a great job of, of capitalizing on that and, and drawing out the emotion yeah um I, I put down uh alex garland too just because he's he's kind of high concept just like nolan to a degree mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. um yeah if we're going to start jumping into nether worlds nether you know the netherworld of the force stuff and, and discuss yeah. you know whatever qui-gon's figured out i think that you need someone who's a little bit of a high concept filmmaker, you know. Oh, could we see Liam Neeson in this? I think you could. Honestly, I think yes. That would, sure. I mean, you, he could be like a major. But imagine, I mean, you and McGregor and Liam Neeson in it. Like, yeah. I mean, we're. I guess we're talking about the best like directors in yeah. film today. So yeah. we might as well be talking about. Well, some I, of the best I mean, Neeson showed up to, to do voices on the Clone Wars. But there are now rumors that Ewan's mm-hmm. actually going to do direct an episode of the show. That makes sense. Sure. Yeah, yeah. why not? I mean, and that's probably part of what yeah. brought him into it, too. Is yeah, I'm sure in his yeah. negotiations, that would be one of, like, yeah. one of them is who's going to be directing. And, yeah. you know, maybe it's this stuff like this. Like, I need, mm-hmm. still need to grow as a professional, and I want to do this. Like, dude, uh, he directed that. He directed uh, that Philip Roth book, uh, American Pastoral, I think. Oh, oh right. Okay. Yeah, that was his yeah. directorial debut, yeah. I want to oh, say. Oh, cool. Well, you look, so at, like, right, you look at The Mandalorian, they're going for big name people to direct yeah. these direct yeah. these episodes yeah. so so we'll be surprised if we get you know it could be I, another all-star cast like it could just be you know because yeah. people are like oh i don't want to do a whole season but i'll blow in for an episode and do this cool thing yeah i mean right. that's almost better but it seems but like, like a little waste of talent someone kind of showing up big name setting the tone for the directing yeah. and everyone else kind of following suit yeah. right yeah though which keeps leading to me to not get off too off topic but it was taiki what taika watiti's episode of the mandalorian gonna be like i'm so excited for that. so excited, for, excited that. for that yeah i mean he yeah. was one of the people i thought for this too but i thought i i now i think of him as this like comedy director um but if they ever do afra i think he's jumped to number one perfect. for me perfect. Yes, perfect. Number one. like i want to yeah. just direct the, the hell out of that movie yeah. yeah um what was you said you had a third one too grant oh i have a, I have a couple more but um I, have, I mean, Andy Serkis is now breaking into directing yep. uh, with Mowgli on Netflix and then now Venom 2 Venom and 2. things like that. But I, I, he'd probably be too busy with Venom 2 to even jump into this development process for this project. But uh, I like Andy Serkis. He was second unit on the Hobbit films. They're, you know, the Hobbit mm-hmm. films are a little rushed and they're not they're not as you know beautiful and interesting and compelling as the Lord of the Rings trilogy. But uh, I feel like he knows what he's doing as a director and, yeah. uh, and he's... A wonderful actor. I know he'll get those performances. So yeah, he'd be interesting. Uh, yeah. Robert Eggers. If you saw the Lighthouse trailer, and Robert Eggers, Eggers um, known for The Witch and now mm-hmm. The Lighthouse, 
The Lighthouse feels like a cerebral kind of two-actor mm-hmm. story. Hmm. And I almost feel like uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi also needs to be intimate and needs to be yeah. not so many actors on screen, well, but also right. driving that, that psychological element. I mean, The Witch is all tone, right? That movie yeah. is all tone, and that's why it works so well. Like, yeah. It's just a it's quiet. tone of quiet. And he's quiet. a young guy, though, I think, so yeah. I don't know if he's yeah. in the cards. Well, they, um, they like young guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. that might make them even better. You know, they tend to like to grab some people on the way up, too. Yeah. Um, that's cool. Any others? I know we talked about uh, one off air that probably bears um, bears talking about, which is the Coen Brothers. I mean, yeah. I would yeah. love. I mean, you would work with them on Fargo. I mean, if just to have one episode directed by yeah. the Coen Brothers, I would love to see what that looks like. Yeah, yeah. Because it's. I mean, it's yeah. not like crazy. Like Tarantino is crazy, but yes. Coen Brothers is not crazy. It's like they, no. you know. I was I, I immediately went to Ballad of Buster's Drugs yeah. in my mind, and I was like, uh, yeah, I mean, like that's sort of classic Coen Brothers, mm-hmm. like hyper violence mixed yeah. with comedy, and um, but then the force is almost in that movie too, in, a, yeah. in a weird way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it kind of yeah. is. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's just like, oh, first time. Yeah, there's some kind of like yeah um, divine then, intervention happening, right? That piece, and uh, but then you, yeah, you mentioned. Um, uh, not there will be blood, but um, uh, so no country. Yeah. Watch no, no country, country for old man, man yeah. or a serious man. Yeah. yeah, right. Watch both those movies, and and if anyone yeah. tells you that they can't direct uh, a, a serious, a serious, movie, a serious man is one of my top five favorite films of all time. Like wow. I just I absolutely love that. No, why I love that movie, but I did. I remember watching that movie, and I was and I was just like, I love this movie. I'm loving this movie, and I don't know why I'm loving. I this think movie. it's the structure and yeah. the open end ended. You know, well, and you uh, feel like you're part of that world. Yeah. Like you understand that world completely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's Matt Savage's favorite movie. It's yeah. pretty incredible. Yeah, I, I, he keeps telling me it's better than Big Lebowski. I'm sure he's right, but um, I'll it's defend so hard, Big Lebowski like, forever. Tough, but it's like they're, apples they're, and oranges. Yeah, they're you apples and oranges. You can't compare things, but I, I don't know. And that's the thing. I, I think it's pretty funny though. Serious Man is pretty funny. It's got times. a lot of yeah. it's got a lot of comedy in it, but I feel like it's also comedy you would see in a Obi Wan Kenobi. Like it's a lot. It's more like situational. Yeah, yeah, right. And like drier, like the humor's a little drier in that. I feel like. Yeah, um, you just get that classic. Oh, that was the other one for them to put was... the dialogue in some of the, the aliens, you know, yeah, crime yeah. lords and smugglers and kind of low lifes. Like put 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 their dialogue mm-hmm. in their in their mouths would be incredible. Remember, like back in the day, right? Like the Coen Brothers really did. They would go serious, wacky, serious, wacky, serious, yeah, wacky. Right, Blood Simple, followed by Raising Arizona, no, no, right, followed by Miller's Crossing. Followed by Barton Fink, right? Like, you yeah. get to this, like, you kind of got that back and forth. So like, they, they needed really to yeah. mix those two tones together. And I just feel like you get, like, oh, true. I forget they, true they should just written. do a mid-season episode, one episode. Yeah. yeah. Mid-season, oh, yeah. not the ending, not the beginning. Yep. The I think that's somewhere. the best for the for us as the consumers. If we had this, like, all-star reel of, like, these different yeah. vignettes in that yeah. world. But, like you said, it would be pretty good to get, like, an overall tone as well. Yeah. I don't know. Can't get, can't get enough of it. I mean, the other one I thought was Guy Ritchie. Because like when yeah. I think about like Sir Alec Guinness, mm-hmm. his like his brand of comedy was like classic British understatement. Yes, and yeah. um, and so I, I could use something like that. That would be pretty. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think Guy Ritchie That's does good. that, and, yeah. and it would be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Guy Ritchie's la- few you know, latest movies aren't the, not the greatest, but uh, Aladdin was good. But um, there were good reviews for Aladdin. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not. You know, I'm just saying, like, whatever. Well, he, Lockstock and to, Snatch. To fair, and go back, to go back. Those are gr- those are fun. I mean, yeah, that we know what he's capable of. It's like you know, yeah. he, yeah, you he, know, he had to deal with major. I don't know. He's been doing a lot of quote unquote paycheck movies. Yes. Like, yeah. he's, thank you. Can't yeah, argue with that. I like, can't argue. With that. I can't. Right. Like, a man's got to eat. And like, yeah. 
But he'll, and by he'll, each, you mean like maintain several multi-million dollar yes, properties exactly. all around yeah. the globe. But he'll... Uh, is he still married I to I do Madonna? love how he no. intros a character, though. Like, I would... That would be yeah. so interesting yes. to get him to also direct them. They're not going to reach up to these prestigious directors by any means. We're totally... This is wish list stuff. But, I mean, they for might. him to do, like, a, one episode, visits an episode, and he does these weird intros for all these different yeah. characters that are popping out of the... For long nooks and crannies, you might be surprised, right? Because you've got some pretty big name directors to come in to shoot the Mandalorian. Which the selling point is like, hey, this is a this is a Star Wars story, so it's shot in the Star Wars universe with no characters you've ever heard, want to know when you know, right? As opposed to like, do you want to come in and be able to touch the character in all of Star Wars? Like that's true. You know what I mean? Mm. Like and Tatooine, be able like like. Like the, like some of these directors who grew up and and and, and that's why they went to this. Stephen Daldry in the first place because he's Oscar nominated probably Oscar winning yeah Billy Elliot I'm pretty sure pulled in an Oscar I think it did yeah it did it did, it it did. Been best picture was it best it picture that year it might have been it was up there but it definitely so was. they're going for Oscar yeah. winner directors right for Obi Wan Kenobi which is the right way to play it because yeah. I mean Ewan McGregor as much as I love George Lucas as a director storyteller writer all the above I love him I just I think that. To pull that performance out of you, and you're going to need an Oscar-winning director. I yeah, think. yeah. We're so blessed. This whole like this whole like Disney thing. I mean, can you believe we're going to get the Mandalorian, and then a Cassian Andor, and yeah. then this Obi Wan Kenobi? Like three, they're going to be each one of those series are going to be ridiculous. It's going to be. They're awesome. going to be really. It's going to be some of the best Star Wars content we've ever gotten, and I mean, on like an in a long form format on this highest production mm-hmm. value that there is in the world. Like it's, yeah. we're, yeah. we're lucky people to be. Yeah. Uh, the Mandalorian is a testament to that quality too. Cause it's yeah. like the footage yeah. we've seen of it already oh. is. It looks ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting, right? Because Disney plus, this is all on Disney plus. This is not one thing, right? Yeah. This is this. And then there's all these Marvel shows coming out yeah. too, which is just like unbelievable. And they just also announced 1299 a month for 799 a month. If you just want Disney plus 1299, if you want Disney plus, ESPN Plus and Hulu. Oof, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Good luck Netflix. Like, and now with, with good luck cable. Yeah. yeah, we we cut our we cut our cord last month. Yeah, yeah. And now and with like with, with Nvidia partnering with the ASC and and doing able to do this VR kind of real time post during the filming process to actually see the planet they're on mm-hmm. to see those set extensions to see all that stuff. Yeah. These shows are gonna be churned out at such a fast rate. It's gonna be crazy how fast we get these shows. It's also interesting, right, for Disney to make the decision of like what's your premiere show yeah. and it's the Mandalorian because I don't think any of the um, star any of the Marvel shows aren't coming out no. before 2020 I think no. fall I think uh, spring of 2020 is the first one so that's right yeah. it's interesting right that they're like we're putting all of our eggs in in the basket of Star Wars like it's going to be the Star Wars channel for a long time yeah which is awesome that's incredible. I mean, like yeah. the Mandalorian is just a smart show to start with too, because yeah. it's a it's it's the visage that we all fell in love with as a kid, Boba Fett, right? So it's like, yeah, it's it's the per, it's the fan favorite character. Yes, and so that'll be that'll be a uh, they'll knock that out of the park easily. Do you hear the rumor mill also going on with the Mandalorian that we're never actually going to see his face? His face. I hope oh, that's the I truth. hope that's the case. Uh, yeah, me too. I hope that's the case. And everyone's like, why would you like? I'm like, I can imagine. I think my friend Jenna, who's obsessed, was obsessed with him when he was on Game of Thrones. Mm. So I can imagine her like, why wouldn't you show that beautiful face? Yeah, right. He's he got was that rugged, awesome handsome. Game of Thrones. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they'll do some phasma-esque stuff or like break mm-hmm. his helmet or you'll see his eye yeah. or you know, oh, there'll be awesome. shadow play you know there's it always season of, two it's sort of interesting because like he was like the 1A like uh, Pablo Pascal yes, yes. Like, I always mess up his Nailed name it. Pedro Pascal Pablo Pascal he uh, he was like their 1A choice right like he was yeah. just like this is you yeah 
I just wonder. I mean, he's a great actor. He did yeah. like he he slaughtered in in Game of Thrones and like has yeah. other great things. But if you're gonna do it, get a guy that never shows his face. That's an interesting, interesting choice. Yeah, which I respect. Which means just like he must have probably been okay with that. It is Pedro Pascal. It is Pedro. Yeah, thank you. Now, it's, about that. it's one of those things. Like there's there's certain <sighs> things. Like now it's in your brain. You'll you'll always get it wrong. Yeah. Or if you get it right, you'll correct yourself into the wrong. I hate when that. It's in there now. Yeah, it's, it's in there for him. So yeah. yeah, get ready for me to always get that wrong for the rest of this yeah. podcast. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be interesting. We'd never see his face, yeah. but um, it also makes sense. I mean, the last guy we saw in Mandalorian armor. Didn't show, yeah, I mean, we know. Yeah, we'll never, do you think we'll ever see Boba Fett's face post Sarlacc? I think that the power of that character is mystery. Honestly, yeah. like if we start revealing too much, which again, it's interesting that you're not showing a Mandalorian's face. Yeah, right. Oh, okay. so I think dum, dum. They, they could always have the right play, play on that reveal. This, of, is he Boba Fett? Is, is he not Bo- Boba Fett? And right. I think that's going to be running throughout the series, a mystery kind of underlined. Which then is great because you play it either way. I think the best wow. way to play it is not making Boba Fett, but in season two, suddenly Boba Fett comes along going, Who is I've been, this I've been guy? hearing you've been kind of dining out on my reputation. <laughs> like, 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 that would be really cool, man. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say it would be funny if it is him, but we think that there's connections to the Battle of Jakku, right? It's like right after that. Yeah, we've heard he's kind of an ex stormtrooper. Ex stormtrooper thing. Yeah. But like that could be his backstory. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, I'm, yeah, I used to be a stormtrooper or whatever. Yeah. So I think it'd be powerful to never show his face, but I think yeah. we should get flashbacks of you know his life in yeah. you know, previous yeah. to this, and then maybe his childhood and things like that, and uh, yeah, explore that. Yeah, that time is time. Well, childhood. Like, she, not, he walked see, his dead heads get chopped off in an arena. By <laughs> well, if it's right, I, not, I hope. We, I mean, if he's Bobo, but we know that. But. If you show a character, right? It's always like mm-hmm. I'm a big believer. Uh, I don't want to spoil the new season of Veronica Mars, but what I'll say is that I'm a big believer. If you don't see a character die on Screen, screen they're, they're not alive. dead yeah um very similar to like mace windu which is why i'm certain mace windu is gonna pop up at some point because we've never, never seen him die right. on that's screen. why that's, that's why, why he's not dead yeah, that's why he's not dead so similarly if you have this character and you do flashbacks and it's pablo pascal pedro pascal now i'm doing it pedro pedro, pedro pascal um isn't it just as likely that whoever is actually behind that mask has taken that as their life story for whatever reason mm. so that the retelling of that person's story and imagination, you still can make it Boba Fett taking on someone else's story. Right. Like, See, that was such an embarrassing death that I would take on a new identity. Yeah, exactly. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that seems like the right way to go. It's so interesting, though. They've um, In actually the Star Wars locations book, they have the inside of a Sarlacc. And it's just like, why? And actually, I think in that book, they say this is how Boba Fett escaped yeah. in the locations book. Yeah. Which is it canon? I think it is. It's because it's it's up through it's up through Disney era. So well, so in the yeah, aftermath no, books, canon, which are canon, we know that uh, Cobb Cobb Vanth recovers the armor. Above yeah, uh, yeah, we see it in uh, the aftermath. That, that's his name, Cobb Vanth. Man, your memory. Yeah, I think Jeez. So. I don't know how it gets those names down. It's incredible. <laughs> I, I just, it's that. I, yeah. When it comes to Boba Fett, it's like I don't play. Yeah. I want to know everyone. Yeah. Well, you have a good memory. He's alive, <laughs> right? Like, it's just a matter of yeah, when they pull when that card. Like, that's, yeah. that's, 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 that's I, kind yeah. of thing. Which I, I love yeah. that they're slow playing it. Like, give five years. 
least yeah. wait at least five years before you pull the Boba Fett, Fett mm-hmm. card. There's so much other storytelling. Right. And we had, you know, we had Josh Trank attached to a Boba Fett movie that fell through. And then we had James Mangold and Kinberg attached to a Boba Fett movie that they pulled out of. Oh, I forgot James like... Mangold. No wonder that. No wonder I, oh, now I'm less excited and, and uh, less impressed with my pull. And so now that we're doing the... And then a lot of people have been speculating that John Favreau likely, he said he'd written this series a long time ago out of, out of just his own fandom. And uh, oh, I'm sure everyone was. speculates that it's it was Boba likely Fett. a Boba Fett series, yeah. you know? And yeah. so... Yeah. It's I, I say this every time we talk about The Mandalorian, which is like, I can't believe that's coming before episode nine. Because all of my sights are on episode nine, and we're still going to get like five episodes of The Mandalorian before we even see I know. Rise of Skywalker, which is just, ah, uh, I'm usually time. not looking forward to Who do you November. think is the cooler bounty hunter, Zori Bliss or The Mandalorian? Just based off of visual aesthetic or what you've seen so far. To be decided. Well, I guess you're right. You're right because we don't know anything yeah. about either of them. Yeah, either of them. Yeah. Sorry, Bliss. So. Yeah, I got to Bliss. Bliss too because it's like you're Ooh. just you're just gonna be a lesser Boba Fett no matter what you are. Right. Uh, You'll never be Boba yeah. Fett. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I gotta say, Sorry, Bliss too. I mean, the design is incredible. So, mm. but two super high powered actors there, right? Carrie Russell yep. and um, Pedro Pascal. The fact that she has to cross draw. Oh, so cool yeah oh the cross draw <laughs> yeah she's just seeing her blasters like that means a cross draw she's yeah. Django cross draw. style yeah right awesome. Jenny and I have been watching um, uh, The Americans oh, we've just yeah. been Good. finally running through that because yeah. yeah she's such and, a good uh, actress she's, she slays and all I can think is sorry bless the whole time I'm watching it's gonna be awesome and when, yeah when we spoke about the role she said she, she she wept like she said it was such a powerful role so that's awesome like, mm. oh man how is this character connected to it all good so we're just not getting another Rick Ollier yeah should we move on. There's more news, right? We have, more we have news. headline news. Headline Next news on the Hollow Net news. So Benny Weiss, Weiss, or uh, I should say, Star Wars Newsnet just released a uh, report that Benny and Weiss are writing the treatment for all three films of the trilogy that they're assigned to, but only writing one script. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's that's all I have for that report. But uh, super yeah. interesting to to read that. So I have a bit of a quote from the Hollywood sure. Reporter. Apparently, um, it says sources say. So who knows what that means? But sources say the Thrones pair is writing a treatment for a Star Wars trilogy and is committed to penning at least one of the films. The original deal was to write all three. It's unclear if the duo, who also have another feature for Fox slash Disney carved out, will do more than just write for Star Wars. So originally it was to write all three. They said write at least one, so there's still a chance mm-hmm. they might write multiple ones, but it sounds like they renegotiate their deal to just be mm. like treatment and then we'll write at least one. Two notes on this. One, I think this is a great format for what the Obi-Wan show could be, where mm-hmm. it's just like, okay, give us one great sober overarching vision and then do these, you know, vignette like yeah. all star group of directors. Same that's what John is doing, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. but this is this is for film, this isn't for an eight episode affair. So my second thought is, well, this is a lot like how they produce Game of Thrones. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, But this will be original. This will be them coming up with all the factions themselves and all the characters. Yeah. yeah. Much bigger budget. Access to any yep. talent they want. Um, with a lot more oversight yeah. than they had probably with the Game of Thrones stuff. They were and an the original king of the story. castle yeah. in that. And, and now there's the queen of the castle over them saying, right. two queens over them saying, That's a good point. Like, they've, got no. about, they've got about two script correction or like two script run-throughs. Yeah. And then she's like, and there's the door. Good luck in your mm-hmm. career. Right. Because we know Colin Trevorrow got yeah, two shots writing that script for nine. Yeah. And uh, then he was out. But um, yeah. So they're still in the writing process, it looks like. Um, yeah. 
It's just worrying me a bit to hear about their $250 million overall deal with Netflix. And yeah. that might take up some of their time as yeah. well. And I think Star Wars demands a lot of your time. You really have to do a ton of research yeah. and figure out mythological angles that haven't been tapped really, already. Isn't Star Wars enough? Like, can't you just focus on this thing? Why do you have to do like well, brand new content it, for yeah. Netflix as well? So I I'm less worried. It's red flags. Because there are some red flags. I agree with everything you said, Grant. But again... I agree with everything that Ben said. If you put those two things together, it means that the second they're not giving it 100, percent bong, they're yeah, gone. gone. And to be honest, I'm not. I, I have nothing against Benny Hoffman Weiss. I will not shed a tear if they don't end up. I'm yeah. looking forward. I'm sure they'll do a good job. But it wasn't one of those people. I'm like, I can't wait to see their Star Wars. I'm like, I'm sure it'll be an entertaining Star Wars, and it could mm-hmm. be good. But it's not yeah. anything that. Well, I if they invest over. themselves in it, but if yeah. this is like them making a you know a paycheck, I don't know. That's mm-hmm. not. They're not. I mean, yeah. Then yeah, Kennedy's not. Would you rather they? kind of reinterpret the Knights of the Republic or some even go further back with the Tales of the Jedi or even further back to the first Jedi and the first Sith. Like what would be the most compelling, you know, I think they need, I want to give them the most latitude they can have the the exact opposite. of. And I'm just pitting them as being developing something that's way in the past. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. 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 And yeah, who knows? Maybe it'll be way in the future, but I I just think they should have the opposite of game of Thrones where it's like the ultimate latitude Mm -hmm. and like focus on this, create, you know, give us your vision and and let's see what you got. Yeah. Kind of a re redefining of the night the Knights of the old Republic. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't know that they've. I've seen. I haven't really seen any original content from them yet. You well, know, Wolverine Origins. Origins? <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I re- I really don't. I'm not familiar with a lot of their work other than Game of Thrones. <laughs> I'm um, sorry, I forgot that one. Uh, I know they've written some novels too that I'd love to read. Uh, I know. Yeah, but that's not really original. I mean, you're still taking no. an established character yeah. and like playing on it. I don't know. They did a lot of original stuff in that movie. They sure did. <laughs> but uh, nonetheless, well, I think it was just Benioff for that movie. Yes, but that's true. um. Uh, DB Weiss, I'm not too familiar with his work. I yeah. am, I am going to give them the benefit benefit of the doubt. I do like um, some of the dialogue in Game of Thrones. I do yeah. like some of the story decisions. I do like some of the the uh, kind of uh, visuals uh-huh. and the battle scenes. Yeah. I think they're all really really well done. Yeah. Um, On the balance, they did a very very good job with Game yeah. of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean it's only the most successful television yeah. show of all time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, my only complaint with them is that it's not is that they they aren't Martin, and that's not their mm-hmm. fault. Yeah, it's yeah. just like you know they didn't. I think it, it, the quality fell off when they didn't have the source material, True. and which is just going to happen. It doesn't matter if it's Martin or if, I mean, which is like one of the most successful book series of all time, yeah. you know, or anyone else. It's sort of like, well, we've just like you're not really being creative. You're filling in it's gaps. True. And you I also are you doing twice as much storytelling in literally half the number of episodes? Right, is problematic as well. I mean, they could have done some stuff differently to work with that. But... Right, but the point they were they were like, "Congratulations, you're in the third act. Like, we've got all the source mm-hmm. material for mm-hmm. the first two acts, but then you need to you're responsible for the third act." And it was like, they're just like, "Well, really? There's I mean, really, the third act should have taken another four seasons, yeah. five seasons, like to actually." do the things they wanted to do in a thoughtful yeah. way mm-hmm. yeah. and they were just like no we're do we're giving you two more episodes and we're gonna yeah. call and we're with calling games. star wars they know it's a trilogy right so they know that from yeah. from the jump so maybe that'll help right. them be able to pace it out in a right. way instead right. of like so all these yeah we gotta rush this through right. to get it to the end all these criticisms we have of game of thrones do not apply to them yes. at all in this yeah. situation because all of the parameters have changed mm-hmm. so as a segue and a send-off to this uh, discussion point do we think Ryan's trilogy or Benioff and Weiss's trilogy is coming first? Well, we got some Ryan news too. That's what's right? coming next, yeah. Right? Yeah, that's his next thing. 
I honestly don't know. I, I want to say Benioff and Weiss, but with this new news, I'm thinking more Ryan. I think Ryan, because he works really, really fast. I mean, his work, does load, his work But doesn't it take years fast. just to like, get scripts he, together? It should take a long time for a Star Wars script to come together because it's it's such a fairy tale. And Didn't so it take him five years to return Last Jedi? Or three years? Possibly. But also, how long has it been since he finished the Last Jedi script? Uh, oh right but he's still two, he's made two, two movies, years three two yeah and a half years, but yeah. i also don't think he's the type of person who works on one thing well actually time. he wrote right. it during right. the force awakening in 2015 so around like yeah three, three, you know yeah long time he's been working on it since that well job. let's just say when it. when's the announcement been right the announcement was right like at last week after last, last jedi, jedi. Right. yeah or even before last jedi came out yeah. i think they announced they were giving him yeah before it maybe six months before he knew before that right like he had six months so i'm sure he was tinkering since then yeah I'm sure he came with an idea too, so it's at least in his brain. Mm, yeah. yeah. So as as we're on the topic of Ryan Johnson, uh, uh, when he was promoting Knives Out, uh, Ryan Johnson shed some light on his all new trilogy at the TIFF Festival, the Toronto International Film Festival, and this is what he said: "I think the fun and challenging part of it is to dive in, figure out what's exciting, and then figure out what it's going to be. We're doing something that steps beyond legacy characters. What does that look like? To me, the blue sky element of it was the most striking about it." I know the way that I'm coming at it and what's fun about it for everyone in George Lucas's films is figuring out what's the next step. Hmm. It really makes you think and figure out what the essence of Star Wars is for me and what that will look like moving forward. To give that man a completely open sandbox to play in makes me very excited me to too. see what he's going yeah. to do. Because I think yeah. some of the parts of The Last Jedi that, that a lot of people kind of bounce against... I think a bit of it was him being forced into a little yeah. bit of like yeah. certain things. You have to move certain chess pieces in certain ways. And instead of him going, okay, I'm going to go straight ahead. He's like, I'm going to take a left and then a right and then you turn and then go straight and then go over here and then get him where he needs to go eventually. But it's just kind of like not in the way you expect it to happen. Right. Yeah. He did feel confined for, for, for that sort of story that he told. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like he, he's the kind of guy who wants to have, more mystery he wants to you know his story to be more steeped in mystery you don't know what's going to come next so yeah. the subversions don't feel like subversions they feel like just wildly bizarre and interesting directions yeah. for the story to take and um and w- but when he says beyond uh it's going to take steps beyond the legacy characters beyond just to me feels like something that's going to come in the future like it's yeah it's would... going to be i would say this trilogy takes place far after the uh sequel trilogy uh, yeah, it does. It that yeah, was like that. really the tone of what he was saying, yeah. and that's always what I've thought would be. I, I, you know, Benny Affleck Weiss go back and he goes forward, yeah. and you know, Ryan Johnson goes forward. We'll see. Well, yeah. Think about the think about how we've learned storytelling in the movies in Star Wars. We have the original trilogy, and then we have the prequel trilogy, which takes place. There's an 18 year gap, right, mm-hmm. about between the end of the last one, and and then we jump 35 years in the future. So it'd be very strange to have a movie come out. That's concurrent with it, so it makes sense. Yeah. There's a, a large, long period of time jump yeah. because that's how right. I've been trained that that these standalone trilogies do not bump up against each other in time. So I would be surprised if it's. A large I also jump. don't think it's. I think it's yeah. a little bit misleading to say that we're going to take steps beyond the legacy characters because I, it's so compelling to see a rusted old C-3PO head or like an old Chewbacca. Yeah. Or like I, I guarantee you, there are going to be callbacks. Of course, to the yeah. original and sequel trilogy. Yeah, yeah. Beyond doesn't mean without. Yes. Okay. Right. And synergy. And I mean, it's not just the, the original trilogy movies. You know, it's like yeah. th- there's all these comics that are creating new material yeah. and, you know, and television shows that I think there'll be cross pollination galore and it'll be pretty, pretty fun. 
Yeah, I've been trying to think of some fun inversions that he could explore. I I, I keep coming down to a, fe- a, a female empress. Like I think that would be yeah, such an interesting it. inversion. Yeah, uh, maybe she's robbed of her empire and she has to retake it. Or, you know, something really cool like that. Yeah, that would be really cool. Really, really fun. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, again, we're we're lucky, guys. This is going to be pretty cool to see how it shakes out. Um, any more news stories coming along, or another thought, Adam? Uh, well, I was just going to say what's interesting is that um, we. Remember, the last thing we've heard officially from Star Wars is that we're scaling back. We only have this one trilogy and this, and then suddenly we... But now we still have two directors talking about yeah. six movies. We have another show announced. Three throws, three shows. Yeah. yeah, three shows coming. Three live action series. Um, we have... We'll talk about it a little bit. They just dropped the trailer for um, for Resistance Season 2. Yeah. They dropped one the news about Obi-Wan. What the heck are we going to get at D23 next week? Mm. Because they're clearing the path for some pretty big news. Are we going to get a trailer? Are we going to get a new timeline announcement like they did at uh, like the mm. Marvel did? Let's do this now. I was going to hold I was going to do this at the end of the show, but let's do D23 let's do now. right now. Let's yeah. just predict what what we're going to get at D23. Um, obviously the Rise of Skywalker trailer. Yeah, I think we get a trailer. Trailer. Yeah. Oh, you think? Yeah. I do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Gotta be. So another trailer or a real trailer? Oh, because that was the, the teaser. teaser. Yeah. Oh. That's, there's gonna be the teaser, the real trailer, and then the final. trailer. The second trailer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's about right for a, and we it might felt get a lot like a trailer. That it's, that's the way it works now. They're all. Okay. It's all. Just we trailer, might get a little trailers. kind of BTS like, tribute video oh, yeah. to accompany that trailer as well. Yeah. Um, Everyone's saying goodbye. Let's have you and McGregor come on the stage. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah. I think we get that. That would be great. In a Jedi robe. What about um, uh, Diego Luna? Yeah, yeah. Maybe, we, maybe we, a little, maybe a little Cassian Andor news. Yes. We probably John get an Tudor. official. We probably get an official Mandalorian trailer. We still yeah. haven't oh, got yeah. one. We only right. had the one that we watched pirated from. Right. That's right. So, so we probably get an official like day, yeah. trailer for for the Mandalorian. Another behind. The, maybe they actually finished that behind the scenes video that they didn't want to show us. That's right. Yeah. Um, right. I think we get similar to what Marvel did at Comic Con. I think we get a clear. Here is our plan. That would be so good. Here is what's coming out in the next five years. That's what the one thing Star Wars has never done well, and that's what EA, EA doesn't do well. It's a, it's a common complaint with yeah. the video games. It's just like you never, with the one video game they have, it's like you never know what's happening because I think it's so well, fly by the seat. If you remember, like, Iger did do a production timeline yeah, yeah. 2015, and a well, lot he, of those movies never happened. Yes, right? yeah, it's true. <laughs> there was Kenobi and there was Boba Fett on that timeline. But right. they feel, I think they feel a little more secure yeah, yeah. in their direction now because now that they hired yeah. um, what's her name to be kind of the the um, the the um, Kennedy. No, they they hired oh, um, oh, Rachel uh, Rejwan Rejwan yeah. to be basically the Kevin Kevin Feige of, yeah, yeah. of. So I feel like she's her first thing is probably like okay. she's gonna probably be there out front probably yeah. like like yep. uh, Feige saying. I think you like, need Here's a, our plan. You need a face person for that kind of stuff yeah. because when Feige goes out there and announces a production timeline for all these movies, I believe that all of those movies are gonna happen yes. and they're gonna be incredible mm-hmm. and there's gonna be you know except high for budget. the Inhumans. Is Inhumans happening? No, it's not happening. No, it was a TV show. Eternals is happening. Eternals. Right. But the, Eternals was, yeah. in, I still don't know who the Inhumans are. So everyone in the my comic book guys, you, yeah. everyone who knows who the Inhumans are, please it, tell me who they are. I have no idea who they are. Is it Agents well, of Shield only, or is it? No, no they, they had their, their own comic. Right? Wait, I heard yeah, it was yeah. like a copyright issue where they couldn't say mutants, so they just invented Inhumans. No, Inhumans have been around actually since Fantastic Four number twelve. Uh, they live on the blue side of the blue side, blue area of the moon. I'm already uh, There's King Black Bolt, uh, Queen Medusa. 
Oh, uh, their cousin that's a nice Gorgon, original name right there. Uh, Karnak, who is the best one. Uh, I can go on. There's there's uh, Crystal, who is married to uh, Johnny Storm, okay. and Lockjaw, their teleporting dog. Uh, so it's not good, but it's but this I can sounds tell like a weird seventies fever mythologi- dream comedy. Yeah, it totally was. Yeah, they either but, have uh, mythological names or yes. stripper names. Yeah, pretty much. But that That's was bizarre. kind of there. But I think what it was it wasn't so much a, a. Oh, they did have a show. They did. And I watched one episode. Oh, I watched and all I eight. Could not watch. Uh, it was very bad. Um, you watched all eight. All eight. Your threshold for pain is <laughs> like really. Well, I grew up and really I grew up high. as a comic nerd and a zombie nerd when there was like that wasn't you didn't touch that stuff. So now I for a long time I felt like I had to watch everything that was anything, and now I've, I've given up with that. But um, but yeah, the, the the issue was that they couldn't do mutants, so this is the closest thing they had the mutants. So they thought we'll just do the humans. People will think they're mutants, and no one bought that at all. And then it was just oh okay yeah. So the characters are bizarre. I'm not mm-hmm. a fan of the naming and the power sets seem odd. Um, but yeah. we digress. But, into nonetheless, the when Kevin Feige comes <laughs> out and talks about his you know, ten year plan or yeah. whatever, you believe him. You and do. Absolutely. You, you you know that all those films are going to come out and they're all going to be done to the best quality they can be yeah. done. Yeah. And uh, that would be Star Wars just needs that. Nah, That's all Star need Wars that. needs yeah. at this point. It's yeah. so it, it can be big. And I think Obi Wan and the Mandalorian are going to generate so much buzz that I think Star yeah. Wars is going to real the, the Awakening is coming. It hasn't passed already. Disney yeah. Plus is it's just going to take over the landscape, and I think yeah. I think I think that's just going to be. So many people watching that. And, and, you know, to kind of go back to the Kenobi thing for a second, I think that was such a smart move because Carly, as I mentioned, uh, my wife loves the movies, doesn't really watch much of this stuff, didn't, didn't watch either of the cartoons. She's on board for The Mandalorian, which she's just like, that looks good. That was cool. Yeah. I, last night I said, so just to let you know, Ian McGregor's coming back as Obi-Wan. She does not like the prequels at all. At all. She was so excited because right. no matter what your feelings are, the oh, one thing that's universal is Ian McGregor's Obi Wan was amazing. Yeah, like, it was yeah. just it's like, and that's her thing. Is like, I just when I watch it, I just watch Ian McGregor when I watch the prequel. So she's very excited. So that's just going to capture all levels of Star Wars fans, I think. Yeah, he's just so charming, and mm-hmm. uh, his his Alec Guinness voice is so yeah. spot on. It's yeah. just perfect. Yeah, he did a really. You're right. Now I'm thinking. I mean, because he is pretty much my favorite character. But I think a lot of that has to do with because like with Ewan McGregor because it's like he has continuity to this character yeah. and he, he spans this golden age and was a hero in the golden yep. age and then he was this shepherd and like you know yeah. future you know one of the coolest parts of you know episode four yes. which is what birthed it all so yeah I feel yeah. like a lot of people internally at Lucasfilm like look at him like royalty like they love that character like that yeah. character mm-hmm. is a lot of people's favorite right. character right. Much like Boba Fett and aesthetically, and so yeah. you're, you're gonna bring out these two characters, these two heavy hitters. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna re-embolden the, the brand and, and raise it far and above what it's been, you know, in the past few years. Yeah. All right, so the Resistance season two trailer just dropped. It's and, good to uh, be back. And yeah, we'll be doing yeah. this for another couple months, but we I got know. something to talk about. I miss the old Resistance. I do, and all its quirks. Yeah, and tomfoolery and Nick toes. Nick toes. and we were oh, forecasting uh, something like this to occur in the story where you have the friend, the friends kind of split up, and and yep. one friend joins the first order, and the other mm. friends are still stuck on the Colossus. I mean, we, I think Ben, especially a champion, telling that story right of her possibly becoming yeah. a pilot, and us, especially me, uh, going, I'd love that. I don't think they could do that on a kids show. And the second they show that in the trailer, I'm like, oh, I'm so glad. I love when I'm wrong because <laughs> yeah. usually whenever I'm like, no, they couldn't do that. It's because I'm like thinking too like logically, and yeah. in my mind, I'm like, I hope I'm wrong, and I'm so glad I'm wrong because that's going to be a really interesting plot line. 
Yeah, and it's a recurring theme in Star Wars where one character, in this case Tamara Vora, is held back from being a pilot and, and uh, fulfilling her potential as a pilot, things like that. And so she takes the quick and easy path and joins yeah. the dark siders. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just like, this is recurring in Star Wars and I love it because it's, it's a true to life. I mean, so many people... Right. Uh, we'll just take the quick and easy path to work for a company that might, or you know, work yes. for a yeah, company terrible, or hey, join an organization that's yeah. not, you know, that's not morally up, out, you know, up, outstanding or anything yeah. like that. So it's like, it's true to life, and it's it's fun, and it's it's repeatable, and it's interesting, and it's a good moral lesson to, uh, yeah. to teach. Yeah. To, also, if you we flash back, we had our like raiding stormtrooper outfits mm-hmm. um, episode. Remember? Yep. I think it was it was one of mine. Was the uh, first order Tie Fighter, and yeah. that's, right. that's the one she's wearing. Yep. Oh yeah. Um, it's because I I've seen it live at one of the costume display things at a mm-hmm. um, at a museum in art museum in Denver, but. Mm-hmm. Um, it's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. So I can't wait to see that animated and, and see, see yeah. more of her in that. But um, yeah, it just makes sense. I mean, we need to have oh. antagonists. Yeah. And and yeah, it's the same old story. All the, Everyone who's joined the Empire was like, well, they did kind of a good thing for us. And you know what? I, I didn't have any other options and I wanted to get off this planet. Yeah. I mean, imagine like our world, but like we knew there was like hundreds and thousands of other worlds out yeah. there that we've never experienced that are t- like... Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's something I think base in humanity and what we do that wants to seek and strive and find and do that stuff. So yeah. So yeah. hey, you take the easy path and like, well, the empire's higher. Yeah, that, that yearning yeah. to leave your home world or leave yeah. whatever stagnation you're suffering through to go out in the world and exp- or go out in the galaxy and explore is just exponentially yeah, greater cool. than Star Wars because there's so much out there. And I feel like right. Luke had that. You know, yep. Tamravora had that. Anakin had that to a degree with the Jedi keeping him back from certain missions and things like that. So it's yeah. like, it's just a, a repeatable, interesting theme. We will, we will talk about that theme again in Kyber Crystal Comics Corner. <laughs> oh, yes. <we> will. <laughs> yeah. Valance, Valance uh, has right. that Valance, story exactly. as well. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of funny. I, you know, I think in the last segment we talked about clearly um, Disney is listening to us and I kind of want to, I want to, I want to double down on that with this because we had also talked about what we'd love to see in season two is that the ship now is traveling through space, looking for a new home. Yeah. Isn't that exactly what we're getting? Like based on that preview, yeah. it is. It is the base is traveling through space, looking yeah. for a new home, like for Colossus right. Station. I know. I can't wait. It looks awesome. Yeah. Um, the first season was great, and it was just like oh, this base thing, a lot yeah. of word drops, like cute little story, building all the characters, mm-hmm. building the characters. Yep. Which is, I mean, that's what every first season is, really. Um, and it's just a shame that the the, the one thing is that this is gonna be the last season. It is. I was shocked by that. I was a little surprised by that. Yeah. I, do we know why? Do we wonder why? Is it because of Disney Plus? Is it they're trying to get everything over onto Disney Plus? I think it's two reasons. One is Disney Plus. Yeah. Um, and they are sort of just the the administrative like shuffling it over there. And I think the other reason is uh, the timeline. It's just they they've designed it so it's just filling that gap between um, Force Awakens and um, like covering. Force Awakens and then Last Jedi mm-hmm. and then and then and then going towards and filling uh, that gap as well because I I, well. Had, I was following this kind of broke again a couple of days ago and I was seeing it on Instagram and and everyone was sharing this and then uh, Christopher Sean who does the voice of Kaz when yeah. he shared it was the first place I read it where he said this is going to go all the way from Last Jedi to Rise of Skywalker right. Which makes sense because yeah. really they abut, right? Force yeah. Awakens and Last Jedi. So like season one was leading up to Force yeah. Awakens yeah. and the next one is Last yeah. Jedi to, to Return Which, of the Sith. Again, is something Return we, of Skywalker. again, something we talked a bit about happening, right? In season two of filling that gap. I had hoped what they were going to do is for the first half, fill that gap. And then from the second half, go on past that. But I think I think you're right, Ben. I think that's part of the reason it's this is the last season is because 
they don't want to, I don't think they particularly want to tell any stories past the rise of Skywalker just yet because yeah. they're just trying to figure out what's going to happen. I think a lot and of And also anything would spoil whatever happens in Rise of Skywalker. Well, my thought is they could then tell that story when the when it comes back in yeah. January, February, right, right? For the right. for the second half of the season. Right. Um, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen. I feel like we're not going to get any stories. I think everything that's been announced so far looks like it's going to be looking either either pretty far backwards or as we talked about with Ryan Johnson maybe taking Way a big leap forward. forward. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah, kind of a major reveal from this trailer mm-hmm. is that Kylo Ren is going to be a bigger part in this yeah. second season. Yeah. yeah. We kept hoping we'd see him in the first yeah. one. We kept every episode. Mm-hmm. We're like, is this where we see? Nope. Like, they kept like almost right. fake teasing it in a way that you thought you might right. get him. And then... Every time you, saw this time you saw those command shows yeah. come through. Yeah. Like, oh, is it, is it going to be him this time? Yep. No. Nope. But we're getting him. Yeah. I don't know if we're getting Matt Adam Driver, but we're getting him. <laughs> yeah. We're yeah, getting it looks like Kylo some, Ren. some crazy Kylo space battles. Clearly, we're going to see a lot of new planets. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah awesome characters that we've seen in the films are now jumping into the show yeah. with uh, Sidani Thano, the bounty hunter. I think yeah. you mean the Crimson Corsair? Yes. The Blood Buccaneer. <laughs> oh, you're talking about the Blood Buccaneer. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's going to be that. There also looks like uh, our heroes are teaming up with the pirates a little bit. There's mm-hmm. Captain... Captain Kragen. Kragen, thank yep. you. Um, and uh, and his squad of, of, you know, randos, which yeah. I really like all their costumes and yeah, repurposed Empire gear, so... And shout out to CB23, uh, mm. the BB unit. Oh, right. Uh, yep. It's probably going to get the screen time that BB8 got in the first yeah. season. Uh, yeah. Seems like yeah. that. That's true. More, yeah. A lot more screen time. Yeah. In this and season. Bucket. I feel like there's a mystery behind Bucket. Yeah. Uh, the mystery is that Bucket <laughs> is, is Chopper. Chopper. <laughs> like that has to be revealed before the end of the season. I'm going to be, I'm just going to do a nice little I'm so smart dance after that happens. All right. Um, we'll put that on our YouTube channel. Yeah. Well, because it's, it's Filoni doing the voice for both. Right. Yeah. Uh, Bucket just and looks Chopper. Like if you just deconstructed yeah, Chopper. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we get more Grisk lines in the <laughs> preview than we wait. did all in season one. Oh, oh, Griff. 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 What do they call it? Oh, Grisk. I, was oh like, I was like, whoa, there are Grisk in this show. I was about to freak out and run out of the room. <laughs> We'd have to um, burn down We my know house nothing. Normal <laughs> yeah, this is about to get real crazy. About to go turn over cars. Uh, yeah. Griff, Griff Halloran. What's his last name? I, I love how who, you look at. I us. don't know. Like you're I the one know. who knows the name. Yeah. Like, you yeah. don't. He, know. he just we discovered today that Grant no, has a photographic. Memory. He had yeah. no lines in the first season. He had a couple. He did a, he couple. a couple. It was like a couple. Like oh, I can't shake him. Yeah, oh, very okay. brief. Yeah, no, yeah, like that sort of stuff. no character development. Nothing other than just. Yeah. Yeah, so that'll be fun to see him uh, get some more lines. Uh, yeah, it looks the, obviously the animation's gorgeous. I've loved the look of the yeah. show since the, the start. I mean, I hope we can only get more content like this, even if it's not titled the same title as Resistance. But yeah, and it looks like we're. I mean, that's the that's actually a good point. Is is maybe this maybe just because this is the second and last season doesn't mean this is the last time we see these characters. Maybe there is a plan for a another series that's not the Resistance because you also can't call the show Resistance. I'm yeah. guessing. Right. After Rise of Skywalker, because after Rise of Skywalker, there's probably not going to be a Resistance anymore. Right. So maybe this show One is actually maybe this final season is actually the final seasons of Resistance in the beginning of the season of The Republic, right? right? Or maybe something like that that we may actually maybe maybe this is tinfoil hatting now. Maybe we are going to get a season three under a new title, um, based on I hope where so. We are. I hope so. Time, I yeah. love animated Star Wars series. I love it it opens the door for doing so many cool things. Yeah. Um, Filoni's done such an amazing job with it. It just makes sense to um, go ongoing. Plus, it seems to reach out to younger audiences, which they're trying to do. You know, the- yeah. Though this uh, this preview made it look like they might be kind of doing the Clone Wars thing, where they're aging it up a little bit, yeah. tell a little mm-hmm. more adult yeah, stories. But yeah. but I think again, you can tell a lot of good lessons to kids in this. I think having her become part of the First Order is really 
important storytelling for kids to learn about. You know, don't take the easy way out. Yeah, yeah. seduced by evil. Yeah, yeah. It's a fun show. Mm-hmm. It is interesting. We get some more Pyre. We get some more Phasma. There's a lot of new first first order characters that are gonna yeah jump in, and we see a new uh, stormtrooper yep. uh, character mm. uh, or outfit, should I say? And uh, it it uh, Phil Sostic just uh, tweeted the other day on uh, that. The, the, the actual design of that trooper design was actually from the First Awakens, Art of Force Awakens book, mm-hmm. and they were just early designs of First Order troopers before they went with that sleeker design. Yeah, and uh, but to me, it looks like a space trooper. It looks like the new yeah, space. Totally. Trooper. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. We'll I mean, it's we'll again. I said this last segment, but we're gonna have Resistance, Mandalorian, and video game. All that before we even see Episode Nine, which I is. Know incredible that's gonna be really great it's yeah. gonna be a great fall yeah <laughs> prepare for content at least in the, the northern hemisphere yeah Come all right this is the segment where we talk about the comics uh we're a bit backed up we we yeah. last couple episodes we've had a lot of other stuff going on so we haven't been able to get to them so we have three weeks of comics to talk about which we've lucked out because a lot of times they release two or three comics, but it's been a bit of a slow run. So we only have, not only, but we have four to go over, which is yeah. doable. Um, so let's start with uh, a few weeks ago, we had Galaxy's Edge number four, uh, The Betrayal of Kashuyan by Sax, Sliney, Santazar Mara, Lonham, and Edwards. Nice. Right. And we had uh, some nice synergy, synergy between this and um, Afro, which of course is all of our we did. one of our yeah. One of my notes comics. is this is basically an issue of Doctor Afro, but I yeah. loved it. But yeah. I was happy about yeah. that. Um, yeah, so I can read my brief uh, synopsis. So on Black Spire Outpost, the trio of outlaws, Kendo, Remix, and Ruhu Ruar, uh, put their plan to burgle Doc Ondor's den of antiquities of the Sith Sword of Sith. Sword, try saying Sith Sword. Sith Sword. Yeah. Sith, Sith Sword, sword of Kashuin into action. Uh, meanwhile, we are treated to the tale of how Doc on uh, Doc Af- Dr. Afra. Uh, Dr. Afra and Doc Ondor. All right. I'm this is getting weird. Butchering this whole thing. Uh, meanwhile, we are treated to the tale of how Dr. Africa. Africa. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'll figure I'll tell you the time I was reading. The I was reading. Down in, in from. I'll tell you off air the time I was reading instructions for a test and I kept actually saying the S word. Oh. It happened 10 times. Um, and Jenna can can tell that story because she was also working with me at that time. Uh, so anyway, good, so good. meanwhile, we are treated to the tale of how Dr. Afra originally burgled the sword from a temple on the ancient Sith homeworld of Moribond. Uh, all this plus Sith hounds. Plus, <laughs> yes. Yeah, they tease the Sith hounds, deliver on Sith hounds. Mm. Uh, uh, one thing I'll mention in terms of timeline stuff, this is early in Dr. Afra's career as we know her because she has both triple zero and BT with her. Mm. So we get a little more right. gray area Dr. Afra. She's a little more evil than we've been kind of dealing with her in recent issues of, of the comic, of her own right. comic. Yeah, that was a super fun issue and it was so cool to see Moribond just in text. Yeah. We put yeah. that page open. You're like, oh, we're going to Moribond. This is awesome. Well, uh, and yeah. you see a Sith Lord, just like a mummified Sith Lord. Mummified Sith comic. Lord. Yeah, amazing. With that's like a win. extended mandibles. Yeah. Great. Which was awesome to see that and then to think, oh, that's cool. That's all we're going to see. And then suddenly it comes to life later in the issue. Like we actually see it fighting, a ghost version of it fighting along with the Sith Hounds. Like it's, yeah. It's a. Uh, it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of lore in here, which is great. Yeah, a lot of old school stuff, a lot of shenanigans, a lot of Sith hounds. 
Very interesting that swords were actually in, yeah. the, in the galaxy before lightsaber, before vibroblades, before lightsabers, all that kind of yeah. stuff. So yeah. yeah, they were like, weren't they saying like that's you know this this was a sect that like believed that you know real people used you know real warriors used actual swords instead of laser swords. Yeah, yeah, and he's got a really cool looking throne too. Um, kind of reminds me of Snoke's throne to a degree. So. Yeah. As much as we think Snoke is detached from the Sith, I feel like he did you know, yeah. take influence from the Sith. His throne, his the top of his throne has the same shape as um, you know the palace in Jedha and mm-hmm. Vader's castle. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I do have to say, Morrowind looks a little different than how it looked in Rebels. It's just a little bit. Well, more, it's intact. It seems like a desert planet versus uh, yeah. uh, what we saw in Rebels. Well, there desert. was quite an explosion, I think. Right, like so. Maybe if this is post Rebels. There was a lot of kerfuffle there, um, and maybe right. that's why it looks sort of silt covered now. Yeah, it's it's always tough, right? I mean, it's it's Moraban. They have now reestablished that it was called Korriban, so they're kind of doing this retconning, right. pulling all these mm-hmm. interpretations together, and yeah. you know maybe they're arguing that there are multiple Sith temples as well. This might be a different area. On there's definitely Korriban. multiple Sith temples, but yeah, maybe yeah. there's multiple. I don't like know areas. Is is Moraban like missed. they could yeah. make it easy by just being like, oh, there's there's uh, Morbon and Corban. Yes. And they're two different Why Sith, home, like Sith worlds. Or they could be like out. twin planets, right? Like, right. like Romulus and, and Remus in the uh, in the Star Trek. Like you can just right. have these twin planets or right. something. Why didn't... Yeah, and I, I don't know why they decided to change the name on that. Because they don't... Because they're just... They're not quite sure what they want to do with the Sith lore stuff. That's always right. been the toughest part. Right? Like how much do you reveal? How much do you do? Like how much of the old EU stuff do you pull in? Yeah. Yeah, and and uh, something important to mention that he when he's recollecting on this experience with Afra, he's telling this to Hondo. Yes, so Hondo's now featured prominently in these comics, which is Hondo. super exciting. Um, yeah, there's also a taxidermy wampa in the background. Yes, <laughs> yes, there is, which you can which, see in Doc Ondor's Den of if you go to very local Disney wait, theme park. Wait. Yes. Uh, yeah, Afra is awesome in this issue. Uh, yeah. I, once again, they're both trying to outsmart one another. Both Doc Ondar and Doctor Afra are, mm. are trying to one up each other in terms of trying to come out of this this situation alive. And uh, Doc Ondar seems to win. At the end of yep, the day. I, yeah. I will say for a for a comic that was developed to be basically an advertisement for a theme park. Right, I am highly entertained. Yeah, they're, they're doing a really good job. I think I think Sachs really took this. You know. Uh, you know, to to the best he could with just doing. Let's tell some really good storytelling in this and have a lot of fun along the way. Yeah, much like uh, like Ben wanted the kind of explorations of Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. I think you you, you said you, you pitched the idea that we, could, we should get this a show is, like this. Is literally yeah. what I wanted a show. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like yeah. flashbacks and just you just tell a different story about yeah. a different antiquity in his den. Yeah, yeah. excellent, excellent show. Yeah. Uh, Next comic. Yeah. Any other thoughts? Uh, that's gorgeous like art I always feel yep. like Sliney just delivers yeah. when it comes to the art yeah. um, plenty of action a lot of things happen but it's it's worth it's worth looking it's not worth recapping I, at this I'm point there's so much good stuff in there bummed it's a limited series I kind of wish it would just keep kind of keep going on with these little side stories about stuff yeah. and stuff. Well, oh, so we only have one more left after this I think so right it's a five part series so what right? happened so. to the Sith holocron in the first issue i don't know yeah, right that was supposed to be important kind of got left to the wayside to be honest this is maybe if I had a critique of it is like I am not particularly following nor trying to follow right. the main story i'm more interested when they flash back to a tale so part of me kind of hopes like if you do in a continuing story it's more of this yeah. like loose connective tissue and let's spend you know 18 out of the 22 pages actually with the flashbacks and and yeah. tomb raiding tomb raiding and all that stuff exactly very cool 
Um, next comic. Yeah. Next comic. So we have the Age of Resistance special. Yeah. Um, so we uh, in this issue we had uh, Maz's Scoundrels, which was written by Tom Taylor. Uh, Matteo Bufagne is the artist. Um, Chris O'Halloran is the color artist. Then we had Bridge with G. Willow Wilson as the writer. Elsa Chart Cartier as the artist, and Nick. Filardi as the color artist. Uh, and then we had Robot Resistance to finish oh, off the issue with it. Chris uh, El- Eliopoulos, Eliopoulos yep. Javier Pina, and Guru EFX, our yeah. favorite, X as the uh, color artist. Yeah, and um, uh, lettering by Lanham and covered by Noto. Yep, and um, so just a little brief little summary for each each one. Uh, Maz's, Maz's Scoundrels was uh, Maz reunites, recruits Han and Chewie to help her recover a Sith relic from a Devorian thug on an ice mm. world. Um, the bridge after... Devorians are the worst. <laughs> yeah. And I thought it was Devorian for the longest time, but I guess it's Devaronian. Devaronians are the okay, worst. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> That's what I said. Because I just, I just learned that now. Um, and then we had the bridge uh, after a surprise encounter with a Imperial Star Destroyer leaves the captain of an Alliance smuggling vessel dead. Minister Amelin Holdo takes command of the, the Hammerhead Corvette and performs a dauntless attack to escape a tractor beam and save the vessel. Um, and finally, it ends with uh, robot resistance. Uh, during a mission to steal data from the First Order, BB-8 liber- liberates a group of droids who then work together to electrocute stormtroopers and blow up the First Order outpost. Nice. And one of those droids that he liberated looks like one of the droids in the um, Resistance uh, trailer. Teaser. Teaser yeah. trailer. The one that has sort of like springy, slinky arms and legs, but like mm-hmm. the body of R2-D2. <laughs> it almost looks like a like an astronaut, but a child astronaut. Child astronaut, yeah. <laughs> there was, on the Reddit, someone was like, what is that droid? Like, that thing's a thing. And then like all of a sudden, there it is in the um, trailer for, uh, for Resistance as well. So I don't know. Maybe they're the same. Maybe they're not. Who knows? Yeah, I think my, cool favorite, my favorite uh, kind of comedic aspect of these issues was in the Maz's uh, yeah. uh, issue where she's talking about the Deveronian Baron who just likes the title. He's a self-aggrandizing right. yeah. criminal who just likes to be called a Baron of this desolate ice planet. It's like, yeah. he's, it's just really, really funny. Uh, and then weirdly enough, it's another Sith relic is the kind of main yeah. MacGuffin of the story. Yeah, is, there's, a, there's a lot of Sith relics. Yeah. Floating around. Comics. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love that. That would, mm-hmm. if that's going to be the primary motivation for you know previous and post we, like episodes. I'm in. Do we know that's not Mammon's mask, is it? No, no, I don't think so. Right. No, because uh, yeah, I think it looks a little different. I thought so, but I saw a mask and I got really excited for a second. No, you know who that is? That is the um, that is the general from Tartarovsky's uh, mm. Clone Wars series. Mm-hmm. Remember, they had a motorcycle ba- battle against um, Obi Wan Kenobi. They're all on. Um, they're all on swoop bikes. Right. Oh, is that is that what that that's, is? That's that's the mask. I was yeah. thinking that was a Sith helmet from a bygone era. But yeah, I'm pretty sure that's it's Tartarovsky's. It's like General something. I wish I knew the guy's name. It's not canon anymore, but maybe it is. So it'd be, um, it would make it would make yeah. sense that someone would try to like rope in that as canon because it was so cool. He had yeah. like it was a it was like another general, but his he had this like anamorphous like. Um, body like an octopus or something oh, a cephalopod body but like encased in armor um mm-hmm. and he led a unit of um of droids on swoop bikes it was like a bike a bike gang that was defending a thing it was like it was this really cool episode and cool. obi-wan ended up that was the first time obi-wan put on armor like uh, trooper uh, armor nice. oh cool yeah and and like jousted with him 
Oh, uh, very cool. Yeah, it was like a good. cape and the whole thing. Do you know what makes it really hard about Googling about these comics? Is the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. Oh, yeah. uh, so every time we Google Age of Resistance stuff now, yeah. it just brings up the Dark Crystal series on Netflix. So right. can't find any information. Anyways, yeah. So that's what that's what I thought of when I saw that. Yeah, movie. but maybe that. it is. Maybe yeah. it's I not. mean, that could totally be. Yeah, for sure. I loved uh, seeing Maz's well, uh, uh, kind of optical glass. Her glasses all fogged up. Yeah, a couple times I was like, "Ooh, why did we not see this in the films?" I yeah. feel like when they're fogged yeah. up, there's a kind of interesting, mysterious quality to her character that. I really, really love. Yeah, and to kind of build on Ben's, it, it, she does call it the Sith serving sadist. So not a Sith himself, <laughs> but someone who serves a Sith, which would be possibly them serving hmm. uh, Sith, uh, you know, Darth uh, Sidious. Oh yeah, makes sense. Um, yeah, and this is a uh, you know, of course the standout image in this in the the Maz's story is when she's on <laughs> Chewie's shoulders, a la mm-hmm. Rocket and Groot, yeah, just mm-hmm. firing in a three sixty. It is. It's all right, so the guy's name is Dirge. That's his helmet in comic book form, but I think in like oh, that's super similar. To but that's those. it. Oh, like yeah, totally. so, that's that's what it looked like. But yeah, I, yeah. I think that's it. So Dirge is the cool. is the guy's name. Yeah, but that nice. looks about right with the the that is, that's it breather and stuff. Yeah, yeah, nice. Um, so well, yeah, when we get to the the Haldo story, we learn quite a bit, and a lot happens in the Haldo in this little short snippet on Haldo. Uh, we see how she dyes her hair with the. Uh, the Merogian snap plants. Yeah. yeah. She's yeah. like a poison ivy a little bit. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess she yeah. kind of yeah, raises these plants, grows these plants, and then... Um, Who's them. a botanist in like a vacuum yeah. of space? Yeah. 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 Keeps the, uh, keeps dyeing her hair purple. And then uh, obviously the captain dies and she kind of com- uh, seizes command of the, the, the Hammerhead Corvette and uh, again performs this just incredible <laughs> maneuver to save yeah. the re- to save this you know, rebel ship and, and, and survive and live. yeah and survive it's pretty incredible yeah. um and definitely just check out the issue if you want to see that maneuver I, we could describe it in full right now but it's it's really cool i mean it's another holdo maneuver yeah it's the holder holdo maneuver it is point the nose yeah. of your ship yeah. at the enemy vessel right yeah. we get exactly and we just get this confirmation of what makes holdo holdo which yeah. is like to do everything anything you can but not bask in that and then and at the end they do kind of those those essays and uh, apparently, Lauren Dern said that uh, Ryan Johnson explained Holdor in this way. Uh, someone who is so steadfast that you don't know what side they're on because they don't need the rest of the world to know their plans. Like, she just right. knows that she's right and doesn't need to spend time explaining it to everyone. It's just like, it's, she just knows the direction right. everything needs to happen. Which is the, the way it should be with any commander. You yeah. Give, yeah. yeah. And this is a pivotal moment in her story. I mean, this is when she goes from being, uh, obviously she was an assistant senator before this, then now she's titled as a minister, and now she's being promoted to captain at the end of this issue here. So yeah. this is her first yep. kind of foray as a, a commander in the fleet. Yeah, right. Though if you, um, she does have some other maneuvers she performs in um, Leia, Princess of Princess Alderaan, yep. um, which show, I mean, she was in the same school for young um, young leaders, leaders uh, diplomats or something diplomats yeah, diplomat yeah. school or something yeah um, but she's she's accomplished uh, before this um, I mean yeah I wish I'd seen a different holdo maneuver this because this was so similar to what we saw in last Jedi but um, still you know still I, yeah. reinforces the mythos of uh, Admiral Holdo I get that I also like the idea of when you watch now last Jedi and she starts to figure out like oh I'm gonna take this ship and play it that her mind flashes back to this moment of going oh yeah, yeah that's yeah. right like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I know yeah, you I mean. don't like, want to do this but I'm gonna and, yeah. and there we are but it's I know, funny if I she lived yeah I don't think she did no I think she's <laughs> I think we've seen the last of yeah. Admiral Holdo but who knows yeah 
And for the final issue, uh, which was uh, the final story, which was Robot Resistance, uh, I thought this was just super fun. And yeah. it reminded yeah. me a lot of Solo with L3 and kind of mm -hmm. her own kind of liberation and, and yeah. revolt of, with the droids. And uh, but this was BB-8's turn to do it. And uh, it was really, really cool. Uh, especially because you see that really sadistic First Order Trooper early on <laughs> yeah. too, who's just like shocking droids for the fun of it. Yeah. And BB-8's yeah. like, oh, I can't stand for nope. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not on my watch. <laughs> it just makes me think of Solo. Like, yeah, just, yeah. anytime there's a, a robot uprising, a droid uprising, I'm very happy. Yeah. But it also shows us how the Resistance uh, attains droids, yeah. right? Yes. I mean, like, it seems like Poe had to come back. Uh, it seems like BB-8 is, like, shepherding and rallying all these droids much. to come yeah. back to the Resistance. It's really cool. Mm -hmm. And it confirms how much... Uh, or how much Poe loves that droid. Yeah, he's he is uh, heartbroken when he thinks that BB-8 didn't survive. Right. I mean, BB-8's really more Chewbacca than he is R2 or C-3PO. Yes. Like he's a yeah. he's a hero. Yeah. It was a bit out of character for Poe to be kind of standoffish and cautious in this issue. Yeah, it was. You know it, I mean? it, it was like, a little bit kind of forced to get to yeah. get BB-8 alone and do yeah. something. Like it was like. <laughs> Poe not being Poe, but yeah. it, it, you know, because this is pre, this is pre the last year. Yeah, yeah, right. But, uh, yeah, Leia gets some time at the end of the comic. Uh, and yeah, it says, uh, Resistance Base LX Robinson 5. And I don't think that's on Dakar. <laughs> I think that's a different Resistance Base. I don't know. It's also a shout out to Alex Robinson, the co host of uh, Star Wars Minute. <laughs> no, shout out to Star Wars Minute. You've yeah. made it, Alex Robinson. And, uh, and also, they're in, they're, they're on the planet Josh. In the Flanagan system, which is a shout out to Josh Flanagan, who's another comedian and, and filmmaker, part of the Rooster Teeth uh, group. So, That's so uh, Chris Eliopoulos is, is knows a lot of those guys and comedians, and and so a lot of times when he writes stuff, there's there's name drops and stuff. Oh, that's very um, nice. And actually, this stuff builds off of um, the Join the Resistance uh, books yeah. that came out, written by uh, Ben Acker and Ben Blacker, who have one of my favorite podcasts ever, which is the Thrilling Adventure Hour, and they wrote those kind of kid stories, and there are name drops to every podcaster or comedian you can think of in L.A. Oh, as cool. part of that. And Alex, Ro the LX Robinson system is first named in those books. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. Very yeah. cool. Pretty cool. Shout out. It's yeah. very nice. I, I mean, I can't even imagine how honored you'd feel to be, like, canonized in you Star know, Wars, just even if it was something like that, that's that's really cool uh, thing to do. All I'll say is they have to do a lot of work for these people, and Sternborn's just sitting there, and that just sounds like it sounds just really good. There's a Star it's Wars very thing. never like, been right? used, like exactly. Imperial, like, like you don't have to do anything yeah. to make it sound Star Warsy. Yeah, First Order, you know, Cadet, Admiral. Yeah, Admiral. I think Didsbury makes a go. lot of sense. Just saying. That's definitely a foppish. <laughs> it is like the foppish dandy Brit name. Like, Didsbury is all yours. Go for it. I like it. We'll, we'll make it happen. Um, cool. We're on Star Wars 70? Yeah, let's do cool, Star Wars 70. So, Star Wars 70. Uh, we have writing Star Wars 70. We have Greg Pak, obviously. Uh, Phil Noto is the artist. VCs Clayton Cowles, the letterer. And Phil Noto on the cover as well. Uh, so the ensemble is still split up into pairs and on their own adventures, except for Luke, obviously, who's uh, who's actually now in a pair with a new character. But uh, Luke on Sergia, Luke's new acquaintance Warba, alludes to her having knowledge of the Force before proposing they rob a bank. Um, Han and Leia check into their honeymoon suite on Lon's Carpo and walk the grounds wary of spies only to be ambushed by boss carpo's guards in leia's old flame dar champion and crash landing on k23 3po and chewy attempt to communicate with the native life forms yeah. 
Good job. That's a tough one to summarize. There's a lot, There's a lot going, going on. on but good job. Shorter than mine, for sure. Uh, I'm liking where this is going. I, obviously, Phil Noto's art stunning. I think yeah. whenever Phil Noto does Star Wars, I'm just I'm there for it because it's it's a gorgeous art. Um, Warba is intriguing. Uh, a lot of mystery built up in this issue about what she knows yeah. when it comes to the Force. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and, I, uh, and more Poncho Luke. I mean, I'll take Poncho Luke all day. Totally. <laughs> uh, you know, I'll say about about Noto's art is um, when the first issue of Star Wars came back or came out you know 70 issues ago or so um the artwork was almost photorealistic and mm. i found that somewhat off-putting when i was reading it because sometimes you would lose expression for sake of just looking like those characters right and i think noto is able to draw these that is recognizably luke but not to sacrifice the ability to express emotion with the face i think it's, it's, it does such a good job of kind of walking that fine line yeah, yeah at the risk of picking favorites i, I think i do like of the three different groups, I like um, this one the best. I just like the way uh, Luke's story arc works. It's, it's great. It, I am definitely, they're all great, and I'm enjoying them yeah, all. They're all but I'm more good. dialed in when it's Luke's story. And, and that's part, partly because it's kind of the character I identified the most when I was growing up with, because right. I was a very whiny kid. Uh, and uh, I wanted to learn things. Hey, we are all Luke Skywalker. Yeah, I mean, I love this this issue. Uh, I thought it was... I, I'm really into the Han and Leia adventure on Lance Carver. Yeah, that's, that's hilarious. It's really fun. It's kind of... Uh, it's before Empire Strikes Back, so they're not... They haven't kind of kindled this this love together yet, but <laughs> there is... There are pheromone enhancers that are introduced in this issue. <laughs> that was that's a good right. bit. And I like right. the pheromone enhancers bit. And I believe yeah. they, they, communi- they talk to someone in the hallways and it kind of uh, infers that they might have unknowingly inhaled pheromone mm-hmm. right know, is, really. is that what you got adam well the yeah i think there's a little that they're trying to that's how they walk that fine line of them almost yeah. really making out hard <laughs> yeah. right i thought that was a great bit that's a good yeah. sci-fi bit to throw in there especially yeah. with han and and, uh, and the whole no when they're just like yeah, no! yeah. <laughs> you want yeah, us to turn these on they're like <laughs> both yeah. just like no i don't need that right now at all yeah um which pays tribute to actually how much they probably are already there are alike as well right yep. yeah yeah, yeah. It's meant for each other, and it was interesting seeing a protocol drawer with droid with square, like rectangular eyes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was like, that was kind of interesting, uh, kind of interesting design. Um, then <laughs> Jar Champion again. Do you want to hear my summary of their, their, of, yes, uh, of theirs? Uh, uh, Han and Leia continue on their mission to transmit false signals to the Empire, which involves wandering around some ducks and fighting some security guards. That's about right. That's about right. <laughs> but it was but very, very compelling. Yeah. Very entertaining. I felt like I read that. I'm like, well, that was a little snarky, Adam. That wasn't necessary. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. I like that. But, like, uh, yeah, it's story. not like you didn't enjoy it. Yeah. Dark Champion, like pound for pound, might be one of the best fighters we've seen in these comics. Yeah. <laughs> he just keeps taking out just a gaggle of guards in every issue we see him in. It's pretty amazing. I uh, just love that, like Han Solo was like, is that his real last name? <laughs> Well, it's hard to say that name. It's honestly. Champion. Like, it you have to say like it's not like Dar Champion. It's yeah. like Dar Champion. It is fun watching Han right be yeah. in this where he's not the most quote unquote masculine or the most whatever yeah, most swaggy. Like I, this is a kind of a side note, but I was watching the CW Who superhero shows and there was this there was like a crossover where Arrow is dealing with Superman. Yeah. and there's a moment where, like, are you? It's like someone stops and like, are you puffing out your chest, chest are you to, flexing uh, right to now? Arrow? And it was the funniest thing I, in that show. I, I, that's the series I've ever laughed at of him like not being the most manly man in the entire thing. Of yeah, it's got a kind of like, like, uh, like a Star-Lord Thor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. going on. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. And Dark Champion seems to be the the uh, 
the best fighter in, yeah. this, in these issues. Um, and then obviously the um, K20, K43, uh, sorry, in Wild Space, uh, C3PO and Chewbacca crashed land. And uh, they commu- and I thought this was hilarious when they tried to communicate with the rock people. Yes. yes. Like yeah. Again. C3PO is kind of slowly learning their language. And one of them just starts prodding his head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like just, Ting ting ting, just on a metal metal what's, uh, home. What's really fun is like it's this is the comic relief, and I like how they keep ending on it to be like a little yeah. bit of like here's your lighthearted, like, lighthearted. But then it ends with possibly the most dire of all three stories, mm-hmm. which is yeah. now Vader's here, yeah. right. and Vader's coming after Chewbacca <laughs> right. and three PO. Which I'm like, if we get like an interaction between Chewbacca and Vader, oh, I'm oh, on board. Yeah. I don't think we will, but I, and it's going to be amazing if that's that happens. In Battlefront Two, the one character that actually handles Vader pretty easily is Chewbacca. <laughs> Because he's got a really big gun, yeah. and that like bowcaster, he's just like sort of dodges around and just lights up Vader, and that's pretty much it. You don't want to mess around with an angry Wookiee with a bowcaster. Yeah, sure. Well, if Chewbacca gets close, if he closes in on Vader, I mean, that's a yeah, that's yeah. a good fight at that point. It's a good yeah. fight at that point. It would be amazing. It'd be amazing if they do that, and then he gets distracted by seeing three PO. Right. <laughs> Right, like that's their or fight, like, yeah. and then oh, wow, he sees yeah, yeah. this droid he made, and then suddenly he's like, "Wait, what?" And then, and then Chewbacca right. just clocks him. C three PO's like chest piece falls off, or chest covering falls off, mm-hmm. and he like recognizes the wiring mm-hmm. or something. That would be incredible! Oh my god, you guys what I'm saying is, give us I a want comic. that comic. Now. Yeah. I want Chewie vs. Vader. Yeah. So Chewie v. Right Vader. Oh, oh man, here we are. Yeah, so that's. I mean, I can't wait to see how this all turns out. After I, it seems like we're progressing along to get to the kind of climax of these stories soon enough uh yeah yeah. i think eventually they're going to start coming back together i think that's good we're going to see them all kind of tying into this this overall mission at some point we'll we'll see things keep going south it doesn't seem like it's getting any better nope (laughs) it's it's interesting i'm not anticipating where it's going but i'm looking forward to where he's going with it and i think that's a good way to start i like that greg pack has made it sort of like breaking bad we're just getting worse and worse and worse and it's just that's really fun i feel like he's trying to write himself into a corner as much as he possibly can which is what was what they did with with skilligan is he challenged his writers to write him into a corner and then he would solve it yeah yeah Awesome. Nice. All right. All right. You want to talk about uh, our last for this yeah, week? Let's uh, do it. Target Vader number two, The Plan. Yeah. By, this is a good time. Yeah. This by, is my favorite comic of these four. I, I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. It's by uh, Thompson, Landini, Manon, Karamaga, and Klein. Uh, and here's my summary uh, Valance, with his gang of bounty hunters, visits an old friend on Arvina to secure some extra firepower. Uh, things seem to go sideways when in reality, it all goes according to Valance's plan which ends on he and Vader on a collision course. Um, also, Dengar asks a lot of dumb questions and generally asks uh, like a cowardly moron. Here we are. I will Am say... Am I wrong? You're not wrong. No, His they entire were, role is to be like, this does this can't work. And then they're like, yes, it actually works because of this, this, and this. No, they wrote him like you think he is, which is much like to my chagrin. Is. No, I mean, dude, hey. Battlefront is oh, right. canon. Battlefront's canon. Comics his... Trump Battlefront. Yeah, they right. do. You're you're right. But like we hadn't really gotten as many lines as we had from Battlefront, and mm-hmm. he was awesome in Battlefront. Whereas like he's he's dumber and like more like cocksure, but like not like he's not trying to do administrative stuff. He's like, you can't do that. Like that's I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Hey, that's what they've chosen to go with him. But it's like I I prefer sort of like drunk, swaggy Dengar than um than this sort of like 
I don't know, baffled and like scared Dengar, which is what we. Yeah, he's got like dumb muscle in these books. I feel like, and just cowardly, weirdly yeah. cowardly. Yeah, I'm perfectly yeah. happy with our game because this is oh, always yeah. what I thought Dengar was. <laughs> so I'm I'm doing great, guys. Well, this takes we're this, getting toilet paper. This Dengar story instead of like mummy. So record. where in the timeline does this story take place? Is it before Empire? Uh, it's. I think it's before any of the Star Wars anything. I think it's before. Yeah, it's before Empire. So Dengar yeah, eventually comes eventually around gets hired and by, is hired by Vader. Yeah, by, hired by Vader. Dengar is going to turn on balance. I'm calling it right. Oh yeah, now. I'm absolutely. Calling it right now. Oh, so this is the the like feigned outrage is like you can't do that because yeah. maybe he's, he's already turn. a Vader. No, no, player. I think you're giving him too much credit. I think he's just. I think you wait. Dengar's think, awesome. <laughs> I think he's exactly what he is, and then eventually he's going to realize it's too it's it's too dangerous. And he's just going to tail run, turn tail and run, and and Vader will never Into know Vader. he was part of this. I don't think he's even going to like turn on him. He's just going to run like he's a like, coward. See, I, yeah, I think Dengar's going to turn on them and stand with Vader in some yeah. climactic moment. I'm guessing we just see a a, a, a Dengar-shaped cloud when so he runs away. Let's talk about the coolest moment in this comic book, which is at the very beginning when we see a brief kind of uh, exploration of Valance's oh, childhood. Oh, yeah. 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 On, um, it doesn't say what the planet is, does it? I forget. But, um, no, we, I don't think we do get that. We would have used but he, it. But he's a minor. Yeah. I mean, he's born and raised a minor, just like his, his father. Yeah. And uh, they've been... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they're mining this this mountain for their entire life and uh, for generations. For generations, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, but he's like, no, you can have more. You can have the empire. Who like, you know, it's one of those rare yeah. occasions where the people believe that the empire saved them, even yeah. though they're mining. You know, they're just taking all their mining efforts. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's just great lines where he uh, uh, balances father. You know, our people have mined these hills for generations as slaves, but now we mine for profit. Profit as free men and women. Thanks to our liberators, thanks to the Empire. Yeah, it's yeah. great uh, page uh, Yeah, The Valance family has dug, scratched, and clawed through the hills for centuries, but you, you're different. You were born free. You belong in the stars, Baylart. Yeah. 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 And uh, uh, what an interesting tale. You know, maybe becomes a great pilot, and, you know, he has quite a story ahead of him from that point. But yeah, some great background for him. And then maybe you become this ruthless guy, cyborg bent on vengeance. <laughs> I do love. We don't always yeah. get what we want. I do love. It ends with not. You're not quite sure as a reader who actually is winning right now, right? Because they both think it's right. going exactly to their plan, right? Yeah, it's definitely got that. Yeah, it's got that kind of. Uh, well, you got a bunch of red shirts. You got Dengar and you got Vader. You that's got true. Valance, so, well, it seems like Valance knows Vader's on his tail, and yeah. is going to use that to his advantage. Right. Like Vader knows that he's going to find balance no matter where he goes because he has the yeah. same data yeah so it's it's interesting it's really pitting them up against each other as equals which is super exciting because yeah. uh i'm that final showdown is going to be incredible it's going to be great it's going to be amazing when balance gets destroyed uh, i was going to say yeah, uh, yeah vader doesn't have an equal period but they are doing they're doing a good job of making balance seem capable and and yeah. it makes sense why he's been hired to do this job yeah, it looks like they might confront each other in the next issue too, based on the cover. But then covers are never to be trusted. Never, never trust a cover. Never trust a cover. Never trust a cover. But, uh, yeah, I really like this. I I just loved that it was kind of a. You thought balance was being reckless at the start. Yeah, and it was actually this this master masterful plan. Yeah, and uh, and we get a basilisk in this. We get a Fetya. <laughs> yeah, we Fetya. get a Fetya, Fetya, yeah. an arms dealer uh, basilisk and. Uh, and uh, I was surprised to find out she was female at the end of the issue because it just looks exactly like Dex. Yeah. I mean, there's no indicators. 
Um, super there's cool. indicators. You just can't see it. Hey, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, I'll take your is word. Fetchius Hollow is that the name? That, is that where we're? Mm-hmm. That's her location. Yeah, that's her location. Um, cool. Nice. Yeah, great issue. Yeah, a lot of fun. Super. All right, we did it, y'all. Um, long episode today, but uh, all right. Duration we... of the Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> go, <laughs> go, Adam. Go. Uh, two fifty. Three even. Three oh four. You were three hundred two last week. I'm right. going a little above three. Also, are we doing uh, are we doing prices right rules? What what are the rules? Oh yeah, because I'll take everything minute. above three hundred four. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> one minute. Yeah, it's prices right right rules. I think mean, that's right. still the way prices to do it. right rules. All right, then I'll take between three minute three hours and three hundred four. All right, all right. good. <laughs> I will take between two fifty and three. I, I like to live dangerously. Twenty seconds. <laughs> Great. That's it. Um, we'll see. That wraps our show. We did it. We did it again. Um, we'll see you next week. Thanks very much for listening to us. Um, I just want to say really strong t-shirt game going on yeah. between the three of us this week. Really brought it out. Yeah. Um, we're going to start doing a YouTube channel eventually. So look yeah. out for that. We'll you see all that. these amazing t-shirts that I, <laughs> yeah, that that I you probably buy own. at Target. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, listen, Target's got some great t-shirts. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, talk to you next week. May the force be with you. This is Grex Kondak signing off. For the latest breaking news, follow at Core World News on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you and good night. Remember, the force will be with you always. <laughs>